Excellencies, Sister Ebo's family, sisters, Franciscan sisters of Mary, my sisters and brothers in Christ. Been so busy working for the kingdom. Been so busy working for the kingdom. Been so busy working for the kingdom. I ain't got time to die. Been so busy serving my master. Been so busy serving my master. Been so busy serving my master. I ain't got time to die. I spend all my time serving my master. All my time serving my Lord. If I don't praise him, the rock's gonna cry out. Glory and honor, glory and honor. I ain't got time to die. Oh, I've been so busy working for the kingdom. Been so busy working for the kingdom. Been so busy working for the kingdom. Ain't got time to die. Sisters and brothers, a journey began on April 10, 1924, in Bloomington, Illinois, and on November 11, 2017, in Bridgeton, Missouri, that earthly journey ended. The most important thing we do this morning is to praise and thank Almighty God for all that came between that beginning and that end. And in offering our praise and thanks, we do something else. We remember Sister Antonia. That is, we make her spirit present in our hearts and in our minds, even as we honor her physical body with Christian burial. As we listen to the words of the old, old story, as we gather around this table of praise, this altar of sacrifice, these two pillars, Word and Eucharist, pillars of Sister's life, which nourished her nearly every day for 75 years of her earthly journey. Echoing the words of the prophet Isaiah, it was at the table of God's Word and her Savior's body and blood that Sister Antona had her deepest thirst, her deepest hungers satisfied, her hunger and thirst for justice, for mercy. For 71 years as a Franciscan sister of Mary, as a daughter of Francis, as a daughter of Mother Odelia, as a granddaughter of a Baptist preacher, you could detect that in her orations if you listen carefully. <laughs> Mary Antona, most of all, was a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ, and she was busy working for the kingdom. Somebody ought to say amen. amen. How appropriate that in this week of Thanksgiving, Antona has gathered us all here together from all over this country to offer praise and thanks to Almighty God for all that God was able to do in her remarkable life, in this remarkable service. 
In the gospel from John, we just heard proclaimed, Jesus said, as the Father loves me, so I also love you. Remain in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will remain in my love. No one has greater love than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. It is not you who chose me, he said, but I chose you and appointed you to go out and to bear fruit. This is my command that you love one another. Brothers and sisters, at every step of her journey, our sister tried to the best of her ability to live the Lord's command. From Bloomington to St. Louis, to Selma, to Elk Grove Village, to Madison and Baraboo, Wisconsin, <coughs> to Jackson, Mississippi, back to St. Louis, steps always ordered but the goal of loving God and serving God's people, an advocate for justice and mercy, always at the forefront, always trying to love the people of God, her friends, as the Lord commanded. The grace of God and the abundance of her heart and intellect allowed Sister Antonia to serve God's people in diverse ministries. When you read her biography, you think, is there anything in the church she could not do? medical profession, records profession, healthcare administrator, pastoral associate, spiritual director, hospital chaplain, Franciscan Sister of Mary leadership team. She did it all and she did it all with the grace that came from a heart centered on love, a vine attached to Jesus. By any measure, our sister was a busy woman Busy building the kingdom, busy serving our Lord. And I am sure that most of us in this church this morning know some of the hallmarks of Sister Antona's rich and varied life. And I am sure most, if not all of us, could quote her famous remarks from that second start of the march from Selma to Montgomery on March 10th, 1965. Thrust into the forefront of that incredible moment, not knowing if the brutality that had been visited on the marches a week before would also be replicated that day, but resplendent in her beauty and in the religious garb of her day. She told the crowd, I'm here because I am a Negro, a Catholic, and a nun, and because I want to bear witness. Somebody ought to say amen. amen. And thanks be to God, she continued over and over again, bearing witness. Over and over again, listening in her heart to the Lord's command to love one another, to bear witness from Selma to Ferguson. But we would do well, sisters and brothers, not to forget the graceful genius that Sister Antona brought to her more private moments. The mentoring and mothering of legions of other children of her God. Perhaps that grace given in abundance to her 
because she lost her mother at such a young and tender age. And through fervent prayer, through the example of her daily walk with the Lord, with sage and gentle counsel, and sometimes with hard and direct and truthful words, amen? <coughs> Sister Antona was a wisdom figure for her family, for her FSN family, for the National Black Sisters Conference, for all of her staff members, the parishioners that she pastored, for her patients, for her colleagues, for clergy and religious who crossed her path here in St. Louis and in all the places that God sent her. I stand here today grateful to God for the way that she and Sister Hilda Brickus, Sister Thelma Mitchell, Sister Marie Therese Townsend, brought not only their professional expertise, but their sisterly and motherly care, that bond, that Franciscan bond, that African-American mother and sister bond to those healing words and healing hands and healing ministries to generations of seminarians and young religious men and women who came and sat at their feet like Martha and Mary sat at the feet of Jesus. She kept plenty of us in the seminary when we were ready to go home. In the convent when we were ready to tell the novice mistress, sayonara. <laughs> and I know Sister Patty Chappelle, I know Canon Renee, I know all of my younger brother priests here, Sister Gail, all of us can say amen to that because she was there with her wisdom, with her guidance. When last I chatted with Mother Antonio, it was at one of the observances of the 50th anniversary of the Selma to Montgomery March in Alabama. And on that particular evening, there were notables from all the civil rights days famous people that we would all know just on sight. And they were all milling around the various venues and celebrations. And there she sat, increasingly frail, but with that undiminished sparkle in her eye, receiving people who knew her, who knew well the story of that March 10th, but also other people who had no idea but knew she must have done something famous because she was being lauded. <laughs> and with that slight smile on her lips, I approached her. I knelt down. And I said, Sister Antona? And she looked up. And she said, Manny. And she's one of the few people I answer to when they call me Manny. <laughs> She made it a term of endearment. She said, this is your neck of the woods. And since I knew she must have been asked hundreds of times what that March 10th, 1965 was like, was she afraid? Was that plane that carried her and Sister Eugene Marie Smith to Alabama really as rickety as she said it was later in her interview? I refrained from asking those questions. And I said, sister, how does it feel to be in this place 
in this moment, 50 years later, knowing that all that you did and thousands of others did helped to make this country more humane, more just, more free. She looked at me and she began to shake her head gently. And she said, oh man, we have so much more to do. So much more to do. So much more to do. And in the events of the last 20 months or so, the horrors that are emanating from Alabama, the horrors that are emanating from Washington, D.C., the horrors emanating across this country, Sister Antona's words were very prescient. They were very wise. And they were also very challenging. And so it falls to each one of us, sisters and brothers, her daughters and her sons, to keep or to start doing more to take to heart the Lord's admonition to love one another, to remain in his love, to answer when we are called to speak up and to speak out, to be willing like Mother Antona to go to distant places, not knowing if the state troopers of our day will be there to do violence to us, to march and to pray, to learn and to teach, to model and to mentor, to sow seeds of kindness and gentleness with each other, to be good stewards of this earth as her Franciscan heritage called her, to be prepared to get on a rickety plane someday and to stand for freedom and the values of the gospel, to be willing to bear witness. I came because I am a Negro, because I am a Catholic, I am a nun, to bear witness, to keep his commandments, to have holy joy even in the midst of our storms, to say yes to being chosen. The gospel says it was not you who chose me, rather I chose you. To be busy building this kingdom and you know well, sisters and brothers, that with God's grace, that's exactly what Elizabeth Louise Mary Antona Ebo did from Bloomington to Bridgeton. We praise and we thank Almighty God that even in her winnowing years, Mary Antona Ebo was still busy praying, still busy working, Still busy speaking and mentoring, when the voice grew thin as a whisper, she still raised it, still healing, still advocating for the kingdom. Somebody ought to say amen. amen. And because our beloved believed what Paul said when he wrote to the Corinthians and what he wrote to us, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep. But we shall all be changed in the twinkling of an eye. 
the trumpet shall sound, and the dead in Christ shall rise. And we who are alive and remain are going to meet him in the sky. Hallelujah, she made it over. She made it over. Hallelujah, she made it over. Thank you, Jesus, she made it over. Hallelujah, we are going to meet him if we remain faithful. Thanks be to God for this great woman of God who has given us the example. Now it falls to us to remember her, not only in retelling her stories, not only in remembering her deeds, her ministry, her work, but in making it a part of our work, our discipleship, our vocation, wherever the Lord God has called us. Only for a place of more love, more peace, and more joy would our beloved Antona have left us. And so we praise and thank God that she has gone to that place of more joy, more love, more peace. She was busy building the kingdom, but now she can rest and hear her master say, well done, well done, good and faithful servant. Oh uh -huh.